Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to a very special Movie Mondays episode. That is one of our... I was going to say Patreon exclusive, but it's not. not. It is a movie review of the brand new film that has come out this week, and that is Black Widow. It only came out on Friday this week. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? Going great, Connor. A new Marvel movie to talk about on the podcast. Imagine it. It's been like a year and a half. It'd be since you got your last paycheck. How are you still paying rent? Oh, look, <laughs> I do a lot of favours for a lot of people. That's all I'll say. I've lived a lot of lives, Connor Lawler. <laughs> Kevin Feige's grass has never looked better. I will say that. <laughs> oh, it's flawless. It's, 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 it's like Hollywood grass. It looks fake. I put fake grass in his lawn. <laughs> so, uh, this is, yeah, as we mentioned, the Black Widow review. It's a little bit of a different episode this week. Um, and any of our older listeners will know that back in the day when we used to have movies, um, yeah. every so often throughout the year, we would just stop the movie news and we would just do a spoiler filled review for a movie that had come out mainly a big movie we're not reviewing like Gotti <laughs> never <No>. Gotti <laughs> no nothing of like fucking quality or, or any consequence but The Suicide Squad a Harley yeah. Quinn uh, we cool did... punch em ups that's all cool I want cool ups we did Captain Marvel at the time like mm. it's just it, it's, it's, it's the brand of the show it's comic book nonsense um, yeah. so it's nice to have a little bit of that starting to come back. Um, one question I had about uh, Black Widow, the review, do we go full spoiler straight away or do we try and dance around it for 10 minutes like we usually do? I I would like to go full spoilers right away 
Um, okay. I just feel like if we just say it out loud, because I don't like the 50-50, half and half. What I like is if someone says, okay, that's a spoiler f- review, I will listen to that after I watch the film. Or vice versa. I'm always afraid if it's 50-50, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play too long and then something will be ruined. <laughs> right, I get you, I get you. Or like you'll, you'll do no spoilers for like 50 minutes and the last 15 were just like, oh yeah, and, 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 and this person dies and this person dies. And also I don't trust us. <laughs> I <laughs> no. absolutely do not. We are not skilled enough for that. Oh, okay, so here officially is everyone's warning. Spoilers straight away for Black Widow. And I'm also going to say every Marvel movie and property that's come out so far. Probably. I would say I would definitely say so. Yeah, so Excellent. this is um, Black Widow. Now, this movie originally was meant to come out last year. Um, last May, I think it was. Yeah, and May 1st, co- 2020. And of course, what happened was a whole other thing. We're not going to get into it. We've all been there. Um, we've literally all been there we've literally all been there but something happened and it got pushed back and so they are now bringing out here now um i think it came around out uh july 9th was um it premiered on june 29th but it it was release date was july 9th so sean it is i would say it's directed by kate shortland and it's starring scar johansson florence Pugh. i will say straight out cast great just we're not even going to get into the film. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Just assume everyone in this is bringing their A game. Um, now, Sean, this was originally meant to kick off phase four. So, do you feel like this was the right spot for this movie? We're going to get into scene by scene, as we always do. But just as an overview, do you feel like this was the right time to bring this film about? I mean, I. This they, they kind of had to bring it out, you know, July 9th of 2021 because of reasons. I think it might have had a bit more of an impact and a bit more, I suppose, like it has hype because it's the first Marvel movie to come out in years. But it might have had a bit more um, you know, excitement around it if this had been the movie after Endgame. And we got to yeah. get to know this character that we just said goodbye to, effectively. Um, but you're st- you're still on the train that this should be phase four because I would be of the opinion that it's set in the area between civil war. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's set in the time that um, we see Scarlett Johansson and Robert Downey Jr. have their scene, and then we see them in Infinity War, um, her and Cap, and so it's in that little bit in the middle, and it's just kind of filling out that. But I feel like this is such a and I don't want to see this as an insult, but it's it should have come out with phase two. We've kind of discussed that this many times. They should have come out straight after uh, Age. Is it Age of Ultron or Civil War? Uh, Age of Ultron. After uh, no, sorry, because Civil War is, is directly before this film. Basically, they just broke the Sokovia Accords and things yeah. like that. But we sh- it should have been around that time. We had a Black Widow solo movie, but I don't think it would have been as good at the time. Interesting. Because we're into this kind of renaissance of quote unquote like origin or solo movies where they have a you know interesting plots and a lot of interesting side characters around them it's not here's the main character and they need to have powers by the end of this movie we've gone beyond that but i don't think back in age of ultron or civil war times um we had quite reached that yet like even captain marvel struggles with the origin story syndrome a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and I think origin stories are hard. And that's why Iron Man is so good. 
because and even Iron Man, like the villain Iron Man at the end is just a giant robot. He's fighting himself, which is yeah. a Marvel stale, uh, a staple of Marvel at the minute or since they started, really. But I mean, origin movies are hard. And this one also has an added thing that it's an origin film for a character that we've already seen die and have been with for 10 movies. But it's a prequel. So it's it's an origin but not to her, because she's already kind of in the universe, so it's kind of an origin to other characters in this film. Exactly, it's an origin to other characters, and it's backstory for Black Widow. Um, yeah. She always had this vagueness of, oh, I've lived a lot of lives, and I'm done running from my past and all this, and now we see what all of that actually was. See, uh, I think it, nice. sh- it should have come after Age of Ultron because they delved into it slightly as much they as did. shit as Joss Whedon will get <laughs> as just as a man or even just as director of that film. I mean, it, the, the idea is that that movie was was pretty decent. I mean, it was fine, um, but it delved slightly into the Red Room and everything to do with Black Widow. And then we never seen it again. It was just yeah. there. It was just dropped up until this movie, essentially. Um, this is the first time in years we've heard of the Red Room being mentioned. Yeah. Um, so, okay. We're, we're, I think we should probably get into scene by scene. Cause, but what we'll do is we'll go scene by scene. But we'll kind of give you our thoughts just generally about different characters, different lines. Like, it won't just be she said this, he said this. <laughs> so, no. Um, we don't have a good enough memory for that. Absolutely not. So, I have my little notepad here. Just scribbles as Excellent. each scene happens. Um, so, we start off at o- Ohio in 1995. Um, we have a young Scarjo. And she's she's running around with her blue hair, um, and she's also uh, whistling. And when she whistles, she hears a whistle back. And oh, we f- we find out that this is Florence Pugh's character, who's um, who's her sister at the time. And then you have Rachel Vi- Vice as well. Is a Vice or Weiss? I say Vice, but I'm it's I fine. don't speak German. <laughs> True. <laughs> English Rachel voice <laughs> um, and so uh, yeah so we have a flashback to them as a family and it's just kind of it's really just like all American it's it's a classic family tale it is it's revealed then that they are Soviet operatives basically um, hiding out in the states what I because like David is that Harbour, David Harbour comes home and is like we need to leave we need well it's time it's time to go <laughs> But what I like about that is, and it comes up later in the film, like Natasha, as a child living in Ohio, she knows she's like Mm. a Russian sleeper agent kind of deal. Um, But Yelena kind of buys into the the act a little bit um, because she's she's younger um, than Natasha. So she was basically this this was how she grew up and this was all normal. Um, but Natasha presumably remembers a lot of like the Red Room training and stuff like that. And something that's really interesting that I really like the idea of is that, she, as you said, she's already gone through some of the Red Room. What is she, is she here? Maybe 10 or 11? Maybe a little yeah. over? Um, but she's already gone through some semblance of the Red Room. But the minute she gets out and they go to America, they have some semblance that they have a choice. She does a terrible job dyeing her hair as a kid would because she's never had a choice before. And so now she gets to, oh, fuck, I get to do whatever I want. Oh, I'll, I'll fucking dye my hair blue. Like, yeah, it's well, grand. Well, 
what breaks my heart though is like she clearly has a life there like because she's cycling through the neighborhood and she's fucking waving at kids and all that like yeah she she has friends man it's heartbreaking oh, like and so yeah they, we have them at the dinner and the whole start is basically david harbour comes home um red guardian but he's looking a lot younger here looking classic david harbour um, yeah. and he comes home and he's basically just, basically just like we have an hour we need to get out of the country. And so they break into the children. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, what I like is that you have Natasha who already understands. She's like, they're like, we have to leave. She's like, okay. Um, and Yelena is just like, oh, we're going on a trip. Okay. And then they're in yeah. the car listening to the song that she likes and everything. Uh, American Pie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which is very like not Soviet song in a lot of ways and stuff like that as well. It's it's this weird contrast but they go to the airfield and they're all like trained for this. Like even Yelena is like pulling the blocks out from under the plane and everything like that. Like they're all ready for this moment. Like they've been preparing the last yeah. three years. And then we see David Harbour being like super soldier, super strong and all that. He just like throws a trailer. Uh, and yeah, and it's not head. even like he doesn't even throw it. He just literally puts his hand underneath it. And then just moves his hand up and it flies like 10 yards back. And you're just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's that that is Red Guardian. Like, yeah. And and that was the first moment I was like, oh, super soldiers. Because like if you didn't know who Red Guardian is, I mean, the first thing that this does is it punches you in the face. It's like, oh, shit. They, that guy's some, something like Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if you're not into like all of the Marvel movies or any of the comics or anything like that. You would get the fact that, okay, this is about superhero. This guy has super strength. Like, that's it. That's all you need to know, basically. Yeah, and then um, Rachel Weisz's character, she gets shot. So the, she gets yeah. shot in the front seat. And what happens is that... Biggest rug uh, pull of this movie, by the way. Uh, is the, what? the whole Rachel Weisz storyline. <laughs> I, I was full sure she was Taskmaster. Really? Yeah. Oh, and, okay. Because... Because she gets shot uh, in the escape. David Harbour's like hanging on to the side of the plane and everything like that. They end up, I think, as a Cuba, they end up. Um, yeah. And she's just taken into a like a military ambulance and isn't seen again for a very long time. <laughs> See, the only reason I didn't think it was her is because the dinner table scene hadn't happened. And that was in every single trailer for like two years. That's <laughs> I was true. Like, she still has to appear at some stage out of costume. That's true. Now, there was a moment with Taskmaster later on when I was like, oh, okay, that's definitely who it is. Um, okay. We will get to that. Yeah. Um, um, and so, but yeah, the, Natasha the, what, freaks out on that runway, dude. Yeah, well, she freaks out because she knows what's about to happen. So yeah. the, the mission is over. Like, Red Guardian comes back and he fa- he pulls out this disc or whatever he, he downloaded. It's a floppy illegally. drive. It's like three like, megabytes. Yeah, it's a floppy disk. And he's just like, I've got this one millibyte or megabyte of data. It's This is all you need to save on a PS1. Okay, but it's like, this is all I have. But it's got all the secrets. And your man's like, fucking great stuff. Ray Winston's like... Fantastic. By the way, in my notes, I just have all the actor names. Fair. <laughs> just, it's easier to remember in a lot of ways. <laughs> easier. Um, but David so, Harbour, he, he's immediately like, oh, when can I get back in the field? I want to be Red Guardian again. Because he's uh, he's been given superpowers. And he's like, I want to get in the field. Why do you have me locked up undercover? Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Just so, why, why have I been in Ohio for three years? 
and also David Harbour in this, like Red Guardian, he's an idiot. So like he he's just all brawn, and he just is so selfish that he doesn't like he's he lands and his first thought is what's going to happen to the girls. It's like yeah, but what about me? When's my next mission? And his wife yeah. gets taken off after being shot. He does not care. <laughs> it doesn't care, and because he's an agent at the end of the day, and so the two girls get taken away, and Natasha steals one guy's gun, and she's like get the fuck away from her you're not gonna touch us and then I'll kill they get all in. of you yeah I'll kill all of you cause she knows she's like if they take us away like Yelena and me we are we're fucked we're never like, seeing each other again never seeing each other again and this brings an end to this happy life that they've built and so then the two of them get syringes put into their necks when they're not looking because David Harbour's yeah. distracting them and they get taken away. Um, and it's just heartbreaking to see these two like children basically being dragged away like child trafficking. Like a six-year-old and a fucking 11-year-old like just being dragged across the country into fucking shipping containers and all of this. What I will say as well, also, how long has it been since we had an intro credits in a movie? Yeah, actually, I was thinking, it's been a long time. And also, fantastic credits, is what I'm saying. They look amazing. Like, I really like it. Like, you have, um, you have obviously, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit playing over it. It was like a different version. But it's, I mean, what really got me was the Christmas photos. And they're called back to later on. But, like, the photos of them on all the different anniversaries. And them, like, smiling into the camera. And you're just like, oh, shit, this is like dark this yeah. is fucked i don't think it ever reaches this height of darkness ever again but like i thought i was no. in for a different movie at this point i was like this is fucked yeah let's go <laughs> it is very fucked what i will say and just i like to have this kind of overarching through all of my thoughts on the review this felt very like a born movie to me a lot interesting okay yeah no, and uh, look that's not a bad place to be not at all. They're fantastic spy movies. So yeah, they're doing. And, the I job mean, right. James Bond has been trying to copy off Bourne for years. <laughs> it's like I wonder what he <laughs> unsuccessfully. has <laughs> unsuccessfully. Um, and so then we cut to twenty-one years later, and we have um, your favorite character, um, Mister General Ross. Yes, Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross, um, and he's he's hot on the heels of Miss Natasha, and um, he's like, "We're about to catch you." And she's like, oh, no, this is terrible. <laughs> no, Ross, please, no. Aren't you tired? You're not looking well. He's And he thinks he's in control of it because he has four SWAT teams behind him. But she's on a, like, she's not even in the building. <laughs> no, she put her tracker in, like, a bathroom and then just fucked out with her. She's like, no, yeah, I'm, not, she, I'm, I'm not interested. She's heading off to Norway. Uh, also, Norway getting another show in in Marvel movies after Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Big shout out to Norway, they are constantly getting shown. Specifically shout out to the Norwegian Film Board, who provide funding for such things. (laughs) Those lads are raking it in, they are doing well. (laughs) To be Um, fair, the Irish Film Board does the same. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. If you haven't flaunted, we've got green fields. We had Star Wars for a while, lads. (laughs) For a while? When was that, like seven years ago? Oh man, we're still living off it. Still living, I'm still riding the Star Wars eye. It's still yeah. in the ads, I think. <laughs> I think so. I actually do think so. Um, and so we find out that Natasha's nowhere near that. She's off in Norway, basically, like, going undercover. Like, she tells yeah. Ross, I can just vanish off the face of the earth. Like, I have no interest in talking to anybody. I'm just going to keep to myself. Like, you can do whatever you want about the Sokovian Accords. I have no interest. 
yeah, I'm done. Like, I'm finished with all of this. Um, um, and so you have, um, then it cuts to Morocco. And we have the first introduction of Miss Florence Pugh, um, who's the MVP of this movie, I would say. Yeah. Oh, um, she's amazing in this. Now, I will say that she's chasing um, a woman who we come to find out is like an ex-widow who has basically basically defected because she realized like it was fucked and so they're chasing her down and she's got all these red serums that are gases that they need to get and that can fix the fix, cure brain because oh mm, the logic that they gave here we go is that when natasha went through the red room it was your classic brainwashing and mental conditioning classic brainwashing yeah. we've all been there a load of videos flashing on a screen. Uh, some cocktail of drugs and things like that. Bit of subliminal messaging. What would you like for dinner? Kill this man. Would you like eggs? Communism, please. <laughs> uh, but can what I just have a little to... bit of orange juice with a little bit of communism? <laughs> actually, can I actually have bacon as well, please? And can <laughs> I actually have one of those for everyone in the bar, please? <laughs> uh, the same amount. Don't fucking spread. <laughs> uh, equal distributions, uh, but. The what happened with Yelena was that it, like their brains were chemically altered, um, <clears throat> that they would just obey any orders given by Drago. Yeah. Um, so you can't defect from that. Basically, You're, it, it rewires your brain. Which I mean, <clears throat> it's it is a plot point. <laughs> 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 Look, I will say that. I mean, as is normally common with all Marvel movies, that the villain or the, the plot in this film is not that strong. Like, but unfortunately, I think it has a it has an outline of a really, really interesting idea. But they have to skip a few beats to get to the point where, right, this red gas is going to return everyone back to the way they were. All right, cool. Now we've got that settled. Let's move on. I, yeah, there's a bit of that. It's like an anti-super soldier serum in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, because instead of trying to spread it to everyone to make them stronger, you're trying to give them free will, essentially. Because um, that's the other thing about like the Widow program. And kind of a good contrast between Red Guardian is that Red Guardian like signed up for this shit. Like He believes all of the mm. communism and great, the West must die, all that kind of stuff. But like... The widows net were never given a choice. They were fucking yanked away as children and put through all of this. Yeah, so and they're just so giving people the choice. And so Florence Pugh is exposed to this gas mid-fight, um, and she kills the woman because she's still brainwashed. And then she gets exposed at the last second. And she's like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, I have been brainwashed my whole life. She suddenly reverts back to ca- her character, <laughs> and so then this is where the plot cuts point the track kick her off. out of her own leg. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was, that was the metal first thing fuck. she does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so so good. And then she, she's hunted. Then from then on, by the other widows. Um, yeah, and also in between this is just a very small glimpse of your favorite character, Taskmaster Sean, the villain Hell of this. Vi- yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to Taskmaster. What a guy. What a guy, Tony Masters. Great guy. Uh, <laughs> so couple of things about Taskmaster. Taskmaster is very different in this movie from the comics. Not better or worse, I would say. Um, okay. Just different. Um, in many ways, it makes a lot more sense because 
it's Taskmaster in the comics has photographic reflexes, which yeah. isn't a thing. <laughs> no, not really. No, it is. It, I mean, you could just say he studied a lot of tape, but no, he's got yeah. he's got those reflexes. But Taskmaster in this movie lit, has just studied the tapes like over and over and over. Like that's all Taskmaster does in this, mm. um, and that's why uh, they have the abilities to copy any Avenger. I was interested to see how you felt about the Taskmaster in this because I know you love Taskmaster and so this is a different take. So to hear you say that it's not worse or better is... Okay, I can see that because I thought you might come in hot and say this is this is not what you expected. It is No, it isn't what I expected. Uh, very different from the Taskmaster in the comics but by the same token, it is a different character. Um, so that's absolutely grand in my book. Like Taskmaster in himself, has had different iterations in the comics. Sometimes he's a Punisher-style dude who's real grim and gritty. Other times he's a Spider-Man villain who is just cracking wise the whole time. Like He, he can yeah. be different things depending on what the story needs. This, I was going to say, made the most sense for the story. It doesn't really, but it's it's good enough. I think it was just a way... I mean, we'll get to the big reveal later on. But yeah. it is just a way to have Ray Winston's character here. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's it's a it's a necessary setup for some catharsis for most of the characters involved. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so then we move to Norway, where um, Nat Nat is like setting up her life, and she's got her her friend who who sets her up. Mason. Um, yeah. Mason sets her up, and they start talking about Budapest or Budapest. But there's a lot of mention of Budapest. So it's almost like that would be a more interesting story to tell. Um, I'd like to see what happened there. But let's do let's have people talking about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we get like we get a brief flashback to it. Like the briefest of flashbacks. Yeah. Uh but that's about it. Um, and Budapest is always this thing that Black Widow mentions. It's between herself and Hawkeye. Um and so I thought this movie would when they said it was going to be like a, a prequel in a way, I thought they might touch on that, but maybe later, you know, in a comic and or something. So the, she runs out of electricity. So she's like, okay, I'm going to just drive into town, get some more gas. It's going to be all grand. Another way yeah. there, she experiences a very bad CGI car explosion that takes her out. It's not great. <laughs> it's not one of the best car explosions. No, it's weird. I mean, $200 million and the rest of the movie looks great. It was just that See, one there's a scene. really good car explosion later. Yeah. Uh, which, which... They I, used I, up I, all the budget. They used up all the budget on that for the trailer shot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is like... Taskmaster is legitimately terrifying in this oh, scene. Oh yeah, this, this is fucking great. The, this scene and the fight between the two of them it, are the two like yes. standout fight scenes because this one... It's at night time, so it obviously looks cooler. Um, she starts off like she's hanging off the side with like, on the car. She gets out of that. And then it becomes a case of she realizes he's not fighting her. That Taskmaster is actually going for the suitcase full of the vials that are there. That had um, been sent to her by Yelena. Um, yeah, she didn't know this yet. And so, but Taskmaster's fighting is so cool. There's a bit where um, he swings back down on the wire. Like she ties him up 
and then he swings yeah. back down and the sword like scrapes along the road and like all the sparks are coming up and I was just like oh shit oh, this, this is cool is fuck. she does her standard like wrap, wrap her legs around his head and flip and he just reverses that yeah, uh, and I love the idea that he's just unstoppable. We keep saying he, by the way, because at this time we still think it's just Taskmaster from the comic books. Yeah, that, that, that's what we're meant to assume, I think. Or it's Rachel Weiss Would make a lot of sense. Oh, but, yeah. Um, the, um, what I will say as well, the Taskmaster is like the Terminator in this mm. movie. Like, just keeps coming at you, basically. And I, you know what? I would have preferred if that was the villain. And I think, I know it's understand that it's hard to do that in villainy. Like, yeah. I mean, Terminator did it <laughs> pretty well in <laughs> Terminator 2. But, like, you need to have the Ray Winston character there. But if you had, if you took that character out and you just had Taskmaster just constantly moving forward and the two of them and then the family all just trying to, like, escape constantly until they f- somehow overcome it. At the end, they trick Taskmaster. Through the power of family. Through the power of La Familia. Yeah, Vin Diesel loves this fucking movie, is what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I, look, I, I do like... I want to say, I like Taskmaster in this movie. It's just cool for me to see Taskmaster fighting about. Uh, because, And if you don't like uh, who's under the mask as Taskmaster, Taskmaster wears a mask, it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is, really. Like it's <laughs> as they long have all as the powers cool. of all the Avengers. They, it's a great suit. Looks so cool with the hood up, by the way. Yes, absolutely. And and just the the skull, like the mask yeah. itself, is just great design. Mwah. Chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he eventually kicks her off the bridge. Um, our taskmaster kicks um, Natasha off the bridge and it's just like right now go back over to the vials but she's taking them because she realised yeah. what he was doing um, and so then uh, she goes back to Budapest or Budapest, Budapest. as she calls it um, and we have our first meeting of Miss Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson and they don't get off to a good start shot no a bit of, bit, bit of, bit of infighting a uh, bit of mm. bit of mirror fighting as it goes Um it's really interesting to see because they're clearly evenly matched, but Natasha almost seems like more experienced in different types of fighting. Yeah, like, I think that's what stood out to me. It's like if it was just a straight up red room fight, it's 50 50. But Natasha's been fighting like all sorts of aliens and shit for years. So she's yeah. di- she's got a different mode. Yeah, and. Y- the, the, I like as well that like Elena's kind of bitter about like you could have saved me at any time but you were just off being a superhero and doing flips and shit uh, I hope like was that fun um, she's a she's a really down to earth like she feels like a real character Yelena like a yeah, real person like, I mean, and look that Florence Pugh is probably one of the best actresses working in the world at the minute so mm-hmm. I mean fair folks to her like like immediately when she comes on the screen she just odds the screen and you're just kind yeah. of like oh who who's she what's her what's her character's deal and like that's the best compliment you can give to an actress so like even the the very small bit when they're facing off at the start and she's backing up and she does like a little trip and then uh, Scarlett Johansson goes oh watch your step and yeah. then she just like gives her a smile like oh fuck you <laughs> like a shit eating grin like, uh, like your little dickhead. sister <laughs> like your big sisters after saying so mean to you like oh fuck you and then, uh, so even just that moment this movie also by the way has lots of improv 
Um, uh, mm. The director, Kate Charlotte, has come out to say, like, they would do a lot of work. And the screenplay is by um, Eric Pearson. And so they would have this screenplay there. They would do everything. But then what would happen was, she says that she would ring Kevin Feige and say, oh, David Harbour has this idea, or Florence Pugh has this idea, or Scarlett has this idea. And he'd go, well, have you got all the other shots done for today? And she goes, yeah. Sure, fuck it, shoot it. Go on, you have time. And so a lot of those... A lot of those improv scenes actually ended up in the movie. And I would guarantee that watch your step thing is definitely an improv bit that they were oh, like yeah. in the middle of the fight. Absolutely. And it just lends itself to more realistic dialogue. Um, and you know what it is? It's such a gritty fight. You mentioned Bourne. Like, it's yeah. it's proper Jason Bourne. Like, she, there's the bit when she's at the sink and she, like, reaches back and just grabs a plate and just fucks it against her head. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then she fucks her into a door and, like, the leg, like, Natasha's leg gets all mangled up. The stunt woman did a very good job on that. But, like, and then at the end when they have the curtain between them and they're trying yeah. to choke each other out with the same because curtain. They're fighting at, over at the curtain. Like, the first thing you would do is reach for a weapon. Okay, well, I can wrap this around her neck. Okay, fine. <laughs> like, it's just logical. Yeah, and they both do that. And then they call a truce. Natasha's the one who suggests a truce. Because I think clearly she thought, no, she'll kill both of us and she won't care. Because <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a proper sibling. Like, the little one is always like, no, fuck you. I'm going to just keep going. Right? I'm just yeah. as good as you are. Uh, just because you're an Avenger. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just have great use of the environment here, um, and my least favorite part of this whole scene is when um, Yelena is explaining to Natasha what's going on, and then um, Natasha says in English next time, please. Um, which it's like you're I, a spy, you're <laughs> an adventurer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're not an idiot. You're fucking best friends with Bruce Banner, who doesn't, who never speaks like in, in anything Although, other than science. It does get out of the cliche because the next line that Yelena says, she says it in Russian, as in like a fuck you, like say it in English yeah. next time. Okay, well I'm not even going to say it in English anymore. Um, yeah. And so, it, what happens then is um, you see the also by the way, that, sorry, Natasha is like black and blue, like. She has bruises oh, yeah. all over her body. She is fucked from the fighting. Um, and it's at that moment you're just like, oh man, hope no fight scene happens very soon after this. <laughs> and then of course all the widows show up because they have found them. Yeah, and then you have this, like, quite, it's quite it's a pretty good action set piece where they're like, they're running, they're climbing on roofs, sliding down roofs and fucking leapfrogging over to buildings on top of chimneys and things like that. Um, and although Scarjo should definitely die in this scene, like should be dead, hundred percent dead. I mean, she falls about fifty feet, hits every metal thing on the way down, and just lands on her feet. <laughs> She's like, yeah. "Oh man!" Just brushes off on the shoulder. Wow, that was a tough fall. <laughs> There's that, and like the other widow falls the same distance and is dying. <laughs> and is dying. <laughs> like, I was like, and actually, the other widow didn't even hit anything. Like. Scarlet no. hit every single fence and railing on the way down. Just walks it off. Just walks it, it off. It's fine. Just leave it. And so the, then we see um, the other widow get terminated. Um, yeah, that's a hard scene. Because she's like, what she, she, her last words are like, he's making me do this. Yeah, and he makes her kill herself. Yeah, with the, like, the widow bite thing. Cool to see those, by the way. 
those little like yes. gauntlet shock things they're class and they all have them which I quite like yeah it's like standard issue for widows yeah and so um, they're still kind of trying to get away so then eventually they get onto you have a bike chase and then a car chase they steal a car um, and then there's the whole bit where suddenly a man called or a uh, a oh, man, a woman called Taskmaster shows up um, and just fucks In, them up, is what I have. Taskmaster just, like, sails a tank through Budapest and just is firing explosive arrows at the car. I yeah, like Hawkeye as well. Style. Hawkeye style. And that looks back into, like, the, at the hit at Taskmaster drawing the arrow. And it's just like, oh, buckle your seatbelt because she knows what's coming because she's seen it happen. <laughs> and like that car gets exploded and the two of them, I mean, they should be dead again. I mean, that's a definite death. Yelena uh, gets a small cut on her arm. Small Connor. cut on her arm. And Natasha just rolls out. She's like, oh, man, I was I thought I was sore after that 50 foot fall on the tarmac, but I landed on my feet. Five that minutes time. ago. Yeah. <laughs> the, but, no, look, that car flip. That's a good looking car flip. A great uh, car flip. I love a car flip. Looks looks really good. Looks a bit ropey when it slides down into the middle of the train station. Bit of dodgy CD, mm. CGI there, but, but I'll but, forgive it because I love a car flip. Yeah, and look, it's much better than the other CGI explosion. So I'm it's okay true. with it. Um, <laughs> and so uh, Taskmaster is following them into the subway. And the idea is that Yelena is bleeding. And um, so Natasha comes up with the plan that they're going to take... Um, this blood and use it to their advantage so they lead yeah. him to like a little what's the word I'm looking for uh, a great like, a great and um, all the blood is there and he and so Taskmaster goes down and the two of them are actually hiding up in one of the one of the vents Sean up in the vents there, and I said she hid there with Clint before and they were playing like X's and O's and Hangman and all that stuff I didn't look too much into it I'm sure if you freeze frame on that there's a bunch of easter eggs that they yeah. like scratched into the walls. A hundred percent. And I mean, another bygone of an interesting movie <laughs> that we could have done. <laughs> um, man, I wish I could have seen the two of them in that event. That would have been cool. Save something for the Hawkeye series, Connor. <laughs> now we have to watch the Hawkeye series. That's the worst part of this film. <laughs> I'll be honest, Connor. No one's watching it for Clint Barton. <laughs> Not unless he has that in-game haircut. Oh boy, what a haircut. Um, Unless he's just killing Yakuza for some reason. (laughs) For some reason. Because he's sad. He's just sad. You know when you're sad, you kill a few samurais. Like you go in, (laughs) kill a few gangs with a samurai sword. You know how it is. Standard Um, procedure. And so uh, we find out here that Natasha says, oh, she killed um, Ray Winston's daughter. And that's why he's mad. (laughs) <laughs> I, Scarlett Johansson, killed the actor Ray Winston's daughter. What is Ray Winston's character's name? Drago. Drago, a Drakoff. I thought it was Drakoff. It's not, it's, it's not Drago's daughter. They call Drakoff's him Draco, Draco a few times, but then they say Drakoff later on. And I was just Draco like, Dragoff? Draco Dragoff, that's his name. And Could so, um, Drago, uh, she says that she killed his daughter accidentally by trying to kill him. She exploded. Not accidentally, she was collateral. Oh yeah, she exploded the fucking room and the daughter was there. But she was looking to kill him, mostly. Yeah, like, but she was, she gave the word like, yep, blow up the building now. I know he's there because his daughter is in visiting him. 
Yeah, and I mean, what do we think about that for Natasha? <laughs> is this meant to be when she's part of the Avengers? Yeah, so this is her red in her ledger, basically. Okay. Um, this is the worst thing she's ever done, is she killed an innocent child, effectively, um, as part of her defecting to S.H.I.E.L.D. So there's the argument of, like, greater good and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, she killed an innocent child, is what she thinks. That's what mm. Loki says to her. Um, when Loki's in the in the, like, prison tube, and Black Widow's interrogating him, she's like... He's like, I know all about you. And then he just says, Dracov's, Dracov's daughter. Yes, uh, yes. That's great. That's a good callback, yeah, to be fair. Very good callback. Um, and it's, it's, it's also worked because she's, all the widows are kind of Dracov's daughters in a way as well. Like, in yeah. the sense that, like, in a really fucked up way. In a Stockholm Syndrome they, sense. In a Stockholm Syndrome sense, but in the sense that like, all of those, do- those widows are kind of sisters a sisterly element to it all yeah uh, but i i like look this is weird for a character because in this one movie we have to come to terms with the fact that black widow who is already dead by the way we have to come to terms with the fact that she killed a child and then it's revealed that actually no <laughs> yeah that's true i i think a lot of this movie like it has two or three like really dark interesting character ideas but i think it like dips its toe like it never actually goes full into it like it never like it tells us all like the the widows they're all taken as children okay but (laughs) it's never actually expanded upon we never do anything with that information it's just like oh that's terrible fuck (laughs) that's real bad yeah you never quite reach the darkness of the opening credits no uh, that's what I mean like you have like really dark and I don't want it to be like a whole character piece like for the fucking two hours but no it's no one to throw they're really interesting ideas that are just kind of touched upon and then it's like why bring up that super dark thing if it's not going to be dealt with in any way like just kind of throw it to us oh yeah also um, she killed a child okay and so anyway deal with that yeah perfect um <laughs> uh, and like and like people are asking her about it like a lot in this film. It's like you did you did kill his daughter, like he hates you because of that. I could um, understand that. <laughs> absolutely. I'd I'd be the same myself. <laughs> but it's as soon as um the daughter showed up and she, and there was the explosion, I was like, oh, Okay, the daughter's taskmaster. Like I just knew that in my head. It was like, Okay, this character we've never seen before and yeah. Is heavily invested in the plot. Yeah, they're the masked murderer. <laughs> okay, I see. I never picked up on that because I'm an idiot. Oh, that's but, cool. But, well, no, I just think I'm dumb. I don't know if that's good on them though. I just think but, I I just watch a movie and go, wow, scene by scene, <laughs> this is pretty good. <laughs> but how was that twist for you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fine. <laughs> next is like a long stretch of um you have yelena and natasha hanging out and just yeah, like bonding m- like exposition bonding and the chemistry of these two people is off the charts um i wagered scenes- this is a lot of the improv stuff 
because yes. it's very natural. For example, um, the line, one of the lines I have is, what about the god from space? Does he take an ibuprofen after a fight when she's talking to Natasha? I did, um, yeah, I said, what you said, like, I, th- I thought you'd hand it over to one of the main Avengers or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and um, but then my favourite thing in the whole sequence, is probably yours as well, is the, um, the poser bit um, in yeah. the store. And it's when um, Florence Pugh is just like, why do you do that head tick? Like, why do you pose like that? You'd break all your legs. You'd pose down on like one leg and flip your hair back as if everyone's looking at you. And do you want to know what amazing thing of behind the scenes? That is improv. That was not in the script. Uh, What happened was Florence Pugh did training for this film. And one of her, the stuntmen was talking to her and was like, oh, like, if you landed like that in real life, you would die. Like, there'd be no <laughs> point. And she just thought that was so funny. And so she came in the next day to work with Scarlett Johansson. I was just slagging her. Like, you, the way you land, I was told that you would die. Like, you've been doing this for 10 years and you, that would be, and you would die. That's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> yeah. And what happened was Eric Pearson, who wrote the screenplay, was on set that day. And he went, stop, stop, stop. What are you saying? <laughs> That's really funny. Okay, and he added it into the script that day. So that was Florence Pugh like, go, slagging Scarlett Johansson that it got added into the script. That's amazing because that's one of the best like through line jokes in this whole thing because it keeps coming up. Yeah, and <laughs> and it's like the most real bit that like it's it is a classic quip like a Marvel quip, but it's also. It is amusing because we're kind of right there with um, we're right there with Natasha, who we see do all this. But Yelena immediately becomes like your most likable character. It's just like oh, she's taking the piss out of her really serious big sister. Yeah, and and it works, and that's how people would act. Like, I, like Yelena is. I'm really looking forward to seeing her as like full Black Widow. Oh yeah, in the, like in the MCU, I think that's going watching her play off of. Like fucking Sam Wilson or Bucky. Like, that's going to be hilarious. Like, I, I just think that it's just, it's one of the best performances in a Marvel film. Like, Florence Pugh just absolutely, like, just destroys it. Any scene just that she's in, it. she just absolutely kills it. There's no other way to do it. And so you kind of come away from it. If you don't come away from this movie going, I'd love to see Yelena in another film. Like, I don't know what you're watching because it, I think this movie, plot wise, not so great. We haven't even gotten to Red Guardian yet, but the four of them as a family are, they carry this film. They like throw it on their back and they're like, right, we're just going to do this ourselves and our chemistry is gonna, just going to drive this whole plot. Yeah, and on the subject of Red Guardian, that's how they're trying to find the Red Room. Their whole goal now, because none of them, neither of them know what to do now because they have like the cure for the widows and neither of them have anywhere like to call home so it's like let's just go kill the red room also they have the first bit before that is um when they're driving in the car um, the vest. and the vest and it just says it has a lot of pockets <laughs> what do you get that very, like an army depot or <laughs> it's very functional and, and like the idea is like a younger sibling like trying to impress their older sibling no it is it's good I, say, I swear I, it's cute though because she's like this is the first thing I bought once I had like free will <laughs> yeah um, and then there's also the bonding scene of them at the bar and like Scar- mm. you have Natasha there and like without even saying anything just starts giving first aid like just starts banding and bandaging up her little sister and it's just like yeah. they don't say anything like nothing ever has to be mentioned but it's just them having a great discussion about like 
was it real? Was it not real? Like, it was real to me, but it wasn't real to you, and did, did any of it matter? And it's just, it's a really interesting look um, into their psyche, because, like, yes. Yelena is still a child, really. Like, she she's still of the opinion that, like, that mattered to her. She was too young to really see the subtext of what was going on, whereas Natasha's a bit older, so she's like, we were ages from the start, like, none of that was real. But secretly, she does want it to be real as well. Like, it was yeah, nice for her. Yeah, they both did genuinely like each, like, love each other as children, so... Yeah. Um, and so then they go visit Ray Guardian in jail, uh, because he's in jail for life. Um, yeah, he was thrown away into... Uh, like uh, Russian jail and I like how he's like he's just he has a line of dudes waiting to arm wrestle him he's just telling like boasting and telling stories about how he but they're all lies (laughs) they're all lies because the dude is like he was in the ice (laughs) (laughs) that was my favourite bit I was like that doesn't add up he wasn't he not in the ice at that stage and everyone just stops is like oh shit someone's after calling them out (laughs) he's gonna kill him (laughs) As he's getting a Red Guardian back piece on his own back. Yeah, and, and then he breaks that guy's wrist. Yeah, so Orla, Orla pointed out to me as well, he has Carol Marx tattooed on his knuckles. <laughs> Fuck's sake. He's just genuinely, like, he's a great character. Because, like, if you just accept that's who he is, like... He is just that true and true. He's just Red Guardian. That is who he is. He's like um, Mr. Incredible, but like with like a communist Mr. Incredible. Uh, yeah, Comrade Incredible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because um, you get a sense as well. Like he's not. He he's lot he's he, he's not all there anymore either. Maybe it's the years of imprisonment, or maybe it's the experimental super soldier serum coursing through mm. his veins. But he's he's a bit mental. Yeah, and so they tr- they basically try to break him out, and they send him a note in a Red Guardian toy, and it just says go to the, like the East Gate or the West Gate. I can't quite remember. They give him a little earpiece and they're just yeah. kind of talk him through the prison. And I like it, like he he just smashes his way through, and all the inmates are like, "Oh, Red Guardian's escaping, guys!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you had this is our first introduction to white suit Natasha. Um, yeah, she told very cool. It's a slick suit. I, I like the white suit. suit. I like the white suit as well. Um, and when she lands, they both have one for when, a while piloting the helicopter. When she lands from the helicopter, she lands like herself, and it comes back to Florence. She's like such a poser. Such a poser. <laughs> You're an arsehole. I I wasn't a fan of the CGI of the the landscape in this scene. It's not great. Um, like sometimes it's a bit iffy. There's sometimes it cuts and it's clearly dead on a green screen, and then other times it cuts and it's a little more believable. So I don't know. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff here that is just like, you know, Scarlett Johansson flying around on a wire, um, and you know, a CGI David Harbour climbing up walls. And I think the bit that made me laugh the most in the whole film is when they're both getting fucked. Like the helicopter spinning around in a circle. And Scarlett Johansson is fighting off like 10 dudes and she's like swinging around, like trying to survive. And it cuts back to Yelena and she's like, she throws up a big thumbs up and she's like, we're both doing a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> just just like... a, a bit of hype, a bit of a hype man going on there. The um, I like as well when they're getting shot at and Yelena just like rocket launchers the sniper tower and and then a big avalanche starts and she's and just, just like oh shit this is a pretty cool way to die <laughs> like yeah. that's all she cares about she keeps saying that 
<laughs> um, and so they eventually save him and they get him into the helicopter just in the last second and the avalanche comes in and they, they fly away and um, the first thing they do is they punch him uh, yeah. I like the bit where he's talking to them but they can't hear him so he has to put on the headset it's like oh they can't hear me they can't hear me <laughs> he thinks that's the reason they're not responding it's like oh because of, of the headphones <laughs> because they hate him and he just never shuts up for like oh. the first five minutes he's just constantly monologuing about himself and yeah and just being like oh thank you for rescuing me I knew you'd always come back. And then he says to Elena, is it your time of the month when she responds? And I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, you fucking idiot. No, they remove your uterus and you're over it. Like, <laughs> and you know what? Like, you're I think a that was fucking a, idiot. That was a great response. Like, is it your time? No, they literally took our fucking uterus. Yeah. So it's when, impossible. When you join the Red Room. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> And I like how, like, he's all, like, meant to be, like, cocky. And he's like, no, 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 stop, stop. It's like, dude, you fucking starred this. Like, if you want to get fucking real, like. He's, I like, I love Red Guardian in this movie, but he's such a shithead. Oh, he's such a shithouse. Like, he's the worst person. But he's, the problem is he's the worst person, but he's played by David Harbour, who's a very charming man. So you're kind of like, ah, fuck it, go on. Ah, you scamp. (laughs) The, I think this is the one scene where I was like, I hate him. But then when they land, like the helicopter, the great, there's a great cut scene where he's just like... Um, oh, we, we have we enough have, gas to get there to St. Petersburg. Because they have to get to Mylena, who's Rachel Weisz's character. And she, yes. They're basically saying, he's like, I don't know where the red room is, but she does. So the idea is that they've come to him. No, first of all, Scarlett Johansson. And Natasha went to Yelena. She's like, oh, we need to talk to our dad. And then they talk to him and she's like, we need to talk to your mom. Um, and so they have to get to St. Petersburg and Yelena's like, we don't have enough uh, gas. And he's like, you'll be fine. You'll have plenty of gas. The next cutscene is just them dropping out of the sky the slowly. Fly, like, <laughs> crashing into the ground. <laughs> um, and then the bit is uh, the next like 10, I would say next uh, 60 seconds is really funny. It's just... First of all, him saying, does he talk about me, about Cap, to Scarlett Johansson? Or, yeah, or just like, my greatest enemy. <laughs> my greatest enemy. He probably talks about me all the time. We we have a big history, me and Cap, we and Cap has never back. mentioned him once. <laughs> no, like, he's ne- like, Cap has never heard of this man, presumably, because Cap went into the ice in 1945. The, the, uh, the, what I like as well, is just like, and... He's just like, I'm so proud of you. Look at what you've become. <laughs> that you was my other killed so many people. Because <laughs> Natasha has spent the whole MCU being like, I've got red in my ledger. I I need to wipe it out. I need to do good to do give it back. And he's just like, your ledger is dripping, dripping with blood. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> just, it's like. He's in his own way. He's trying. That's the worst part about it. <laughs> but to him, that's a good thing. But he doesn't realize to everyone else, they're like, "No, that's not what we want anymore." He's like, we "You are soaked. We didn't ask for this. Soaked in blood. You've killed so many people." Like it's, it's, it's a very good moment. <laughs> and Natasha just leaves, and Yelena gets caught in a hug, and she just like 
worms her way out of it just being like <laughs> i don't want this i'm just let's go talk to rachel vice and see what she says and so they they end up um, in melina's farm and um it turns out that this is the whole scene that we've seen in the trailer loads of times with them at the table and um, ray mm. guardian gets back into his suits so they're all in their suits when they sit there um, that's yeah. a very Mr. Incredible vibe getting back into his old suit when he's like still squeezing fits. in like, yeah like like a glove the <laughs> what the, what's really fucked about this scene and again it's not really elaborated on a huge amount Melina's thing with the pigs right so her whole deal is that she's genetically engineered pigs to basically respond to the, the, basically she can control any aspect of their brain to the point that she tells a pig to stop breathing and it does. <clears throat> yeah. And that technology is apparently in all of the widows. Yeah. Like, that's twisted. That's yeah, really dark. A really dark idea. Let's very quickly glance over it. <laughs> Natasha, elbows off the table. <laughs> yeah, just have, have some vodka. Uh, but the, the, <laughs> that, that, that's what I mean. Like, that is a really fucking cool idea. That you could have had a situation where Ray Winston's like, I'm going to kill every widow if you don't stop. Like, he's standing over a button like, I will turn off all their brains right now if you do not leave this facility and fuck off and let yeah. me back to my job. Like, yeah, and, like, it's just, it's it's never addressed. They're, like, Yelena is listening to all this and just being like, and did you... There's a it's a, it's a gut-wrenching line. She's like, and did you know who it was tested on? Like, yeah, because she's like, oh, that was me. That was me. If I didn't get that gas out of my head, that could still happen to me. And I, I have two bits written down here. Like that's a really good scene. This, by the way, this whole scene apparently was all heavily improvised as well. Like Makes sense. The, the four of them bouncing off each other. It's so good. Like this is like the the script is there. And if we would normally say like on oh, a script is like on fire <laughs> like it's come to light <laughs> like it's absolutely pinging off each other but it apparently they worked on this for weeks that the four of them tried to build a natural rapport of father mother older sibling younger sibling how it would work who would talk who wouldn't talk how would they interact with each other especially now that like they're grown-ups so the vibe is different. So Natasha's yeah. interaction with them is different. So when she says like, she looks at Ray Guardian after all this shit, she's like, you are an idiot. And then she looks at Melina and she's like, you are a coward. Like straight up, the two of you are fucking bad people. Yeah, you're both, t- you're equally terrible in different ways. And, and and she's like, none of this, none of it was real. We were never a family. It was all fake. And Yelena, God help her, is just like, no, like, that's the best part of my life that you're yeah, talking she, about. Yeah, the, the line she says is, the best part of my life was fake. And, like, that is fucked. <laughs> that is twisted. Great character um, motivation, but twisted. Yeah, and so um, what happened was that uh, she finds out that her family got paid off. Um, Alina and her have a scene where it splits off, by the way, that Red Guardian is stuck with Yelena. And, like, she's, like, broken down, like, absolutely devastated. And he's just so emotionally dumb. Like, an absolute idiot. And he just keeps talking about himself constantly. Um, and you just have, the like, the resignation in Florence Pugh's face, which is just like, this guy's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm stuck with him. 
Um, and, and, yeah, it, and yeah, Melina's on the other side, and she basically says, like, about their... She tells them, like, they all get chosen as children uh, for the Black Widows, and then reveals that, like, she... Um, say Natasha had a mother that they paid her off and what happened was they paid her off but then she was a very in- inquisitive person and so she kept basically trying to track down her own child yeah. and eventually um, Drakov had her killed uh, because she was asking too many questions yeah and she was buried in like an unknown grave and no one knows who she is um, and, and, and basically Black Widow like Natasha will never know who her mother was like she died without knowing that and there's also the great bit is the call back to the credits and it's the bit when and it's such a good piece of writing i don't know if it was written or improvised i'm assuming written where natasha's like i knew all the presents were empty but i opened them anyway just because it, because it was all the posing for the christmas photos and, the, that, and like, yeah they're looking through the album it's a great like she's like i remember it's just not like because I, I expect her to say oh i remember this christmas no i remember when we staged these photos like we did them yeah. all in one day and so she's like it's like when you're like 11 or 12 she's in that bit where she still kind of believes in santa like but she knows it's not real so it's it's like amazing to be like she's old enough to know that they're agents but she's also a child so it's a yeah. case of she's like i opened the presents anyway just in case they were something even though i knew they were empty yeah in case the kgb were fucking feeling generous all of a sudden yeah it's so fucked and such a really interesting character thing that's never touched on again <laughs> so <laughs> Oh no! I, look, I th- I think that this movie is. I mean, it's a good film. Like it's it's not your standout Marvel movie, but it's not bad. It's it's absolutely grand. And no, it's a, I mean, it's it's a fairly, it's an enjoyable. It's a. It's, it's, I'd it's, say I would call it a good movie. Yeah, I would say it, it's it's definitely enjoyable. Um, but I do think that personally, for me, I think there are some ideas that left on the table. Like there's some really interesting ideas they've left there. That I don't know if Scarlett Johansson will come back, so I think this was your one and done chance to do it, and they never really touched it. Unless they're going to touch on it more with Elena's story, maybe yeah, and they'll explore it. Like it, it might just be, you know, Hawkeye telling her about her sister, kind of a deal. You also have the bit where um, it looks like uh, Rachel Vice betrays them, so Melina shoots, uh, or basically tells her that she sent in the I- sent the alarm. And so yeah, I hit the panic button. Like, and I hit like, the panic button, and they're coming. Um, and then it goes back to the other room, and Yelena just says, "Please stop talking." <laughs> to, to <laughs> Guardian. Um, and so they all get here, or uh, all the the KGB lads or the Red Room people, they all turn up, and um, immediately Red Guardian's like, "I'm going to stop them," and then he gets started once. Like yeah, he gets darted. That's like stop me. <laughs> you take one dart, then he gets like fifteen more darts yeah. put in him. <laughs> it's so good, and we really like. Yeah, and they're they're all taken away, um, and then we see uh, Rachel Vice's character stuns Yelena as well. Um, yeah, Black Wid- Scarlett Johansson, uh, Natasha. She's already on the ground. She's been stunned. Um, and so we realised that the reason no one could find the Red Room is that it was hovering in the air above Russia. Oh, for God's sake. Nobody knew. That's the Nobody thing. Knew. No one looked up. 
I love a hovering room. I, I've, I've always said that. You know, that's my phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but this, like, this whole, like, set piece on this, like, floating island style thing reminds me very much of, like, Winter Soldier, where all the yeah. helicarriers are coming down and everything. So it's a good vibe. Or, I mean, uh, Age of Ultron, where there's a whole fucking city floating. Floating city. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, you have um, Melina goes to meet Dragov and they're basically saying, like, oh, man, they're going to take um, Yelena's brain and they're going to have to try an experiment on it. And it's at this point you realise there was a Mission Impossible face swap, Sean. We don't yeah. get these. Connor, I cannot express how happy I was because I was not expecting the face no! swap. I, I only expect a face, face swap when Cruise is involved. But when Tommy Cruise ship in here, I wasn't expecting it. No, so, yeah. It turns out Rachel, Rachel Weiss and Scarlett Johansson swap faces. Hmm. Uh, so while Rachel Weiss is able to get in close to Dracov, and then they think that Natasha is in prison next to Red Guardian, who is like... Bearing his soul and apologising. <laughs> Finally actually owing up to the fact that he's shit. Yeah. Uh, and then it's revealed that no, they just they swapped faces. And so now Natasha is in the same room as Dracov. And I, I like the bit um, when it cuts to the fact that they only had one earpiece. And so she was like, I'll give it to you later. Because... She's like, I don't need it. Red Guardian's not going to fucking need it. Like, yeah. she's the one that's going to save us. We need to give that- it to her. Yeah, she trusts her in it. And I, as well, when Yelena's on the table, she's like, this is a much less cool way to die. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's a quip. I love a quip if it's a good quip. A good you know quip. what I mean? Um, quips get bad reps, but quips can be funny. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, quips can be good. It's just if there's yeah. too many of them. Iron Man yeah. 3. Um, <laughs> and so uh, you have the bit where uh, it's a heartbreaking scene where um, you have Natasha, and she basically just says to Dragoff, what was my mother's name? And he just, like, starts, he starts humming and hawing, and he's just like, I don't fucking know, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know her name, do we care? Like, I just The name her. on the grave was unknown. <laughs> yeah, and so it's at that moment where she goes to, um, she, she finds out, by the way, that Taskmaster is actually his daughter, Sean, uh, well-predicted, Yes, thank you. Antonia is her name. Yeah, and so Antonia got ex- got exploded, and exploded. he brought her back from the dead, um, and put a chip in her neck. Yeah, chip in her neck, which I guess allows her to download fighting styles. Uh, and that's the kind only kind of like thing. Prometheus. A, a bit like the DC character Prometheus, who we did Very a Hero Zero on a few weeks ago. We also did Hero Zero on Taskmaster, so listen to the two of those and you've essentially watched this movie. <laughs> That's true. Um, and so Natasha's like, oh, shocked. And then the Yelena escapes. And so the idea is that um, uh, Ray Winston's character, Dragov, is just, he just looks at Taskmaster and he's like, go get her. Like, stop that situation. Um, yeah. Oh, there's also a small bit where Red Guardian gets out of the cage and, like, starts trying to talk into his earpiece. <laughs> and Melina's <laughs> um, just like, you don't have an earpiece. Because <laughs> he's just like, one. he's like, Natasha, Natasha, can you hear me? <laughs> where are you? And so what's happening then is that, like, everyone's goals are that um, Rachel Weiss's character is trying to basically shut down the engines to bring the Red Room down to the ground. Um 
Scarlett Johansson has her alert, like basically activated a tracker so that uh, General Ross can find her. Um, so she's going to keep Drake off talking, basically. Red Guardian then takes on Taskmaster. Yeah. And Yelena is trying to distribute the... She's trying to basically get the mind-fixing gas to all of the widows. Yeah, mind-fixing gas. I like that. I yeah. like that as a plot it's, point. It's um, the best they can do. <laughs> <laughs> not your fault. That is not your fault. I will say that. <laughs> um, they, there's a real weird bit about pheromones. Where she can't kill him because he's got pheromones and she's smelling them. Yeah, this is and and then like, the the yeah she learns this. Like it, it's a good scene. It's good acting where she's like she literally can't pull the trigger. She can't put a knife to him. Um, and then later on it flashes back to Rachel Weisz being like, ah, oh, he's he, he uses pheromones, so you can't hurt him. You'd have to sever the nerve. <laughs> Yeah, and so um, you have the bit where also there's, there's the amazing bit, by the way, Red Guardian versus Taskmaster. Why is Red Guardian still alive is my, oh, big, my big question. The most one-sided fight you've ever seen. Like, he's just getting absolutely fucked. Um, there's a bit where Yelena lands and she lands like Scarlett Johansson and it's the best bit of comedy movement like I've seen in ages that she like gets up and she like starts squirming like ooh that was was weird (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, so yeah Scarlett uh, sorry I'm saying Scarlett Johansson but Natasha um, is there with Dragov and she starts basically disrespecting him because yeah like the idea is that like you just basically talk down to him like you're an idiot like you don't fuck it you don't think you're great but like you haven't done anything like you're really bad big man behind your computer there like and he starts monologuing um, he starts he monologuing just, he starts monologuing for Ozone exactly and so he starts monologuing um, and telling her all his evil plan and at this point um, we find out about the pheromones and Rachel Weisz said you gotta you gotta snap that sever that nerve which yeah. does that make sense I don't know I don't know if that's how it works but and also she takes- to sever to sever a nerve, would you blunt force trauma a braid to sever a nerve or slice it? I, that's a very good point. I don't know enough about how noses or the brain works to be able to answer that, Connor. But basically, Black Widow takes several punches straight to the nose mm. um, to try and get him to do it to her. Um, to like you know To sever the nerve so she can't smell him anymore. Um, and, and she even says in the flashback, like, oh, I'll just, I'll hold my breath. Rachel Weiss like, oh, that won't work. Why? Why <laughs> so won't she it start, work? <laughs> she also smashes her face against the desk. That's a that's a very Black Widow move. Yeah, that's a like, proper okay, comic just, book. Yeah, Black this, Widow. Is, this is what'll work. Um, and so she snaps, she severs the nerve and then be, proceeds to kick the absolute living shit out of him, which is good stuff. Um then you also have the fact that uh, Melina, Rachel Weiss, she's uh, we're in a controlled crash currently. That yeah, uh, it's going down. It's all exploding at the minute. Yeah, we're going to blow up the whole place. Um, and Elena arrives to the red the training room for the widows too late, and um, they're all gone. They're all on the way to save uh, their leader. Dracov, their leader. Uh, yeah, and so they they all break in just before um, Natasha is able to do the deed, and he basically scampers out of the room, and he's like, "Get her!" 
and it's like Cries 15 like on one. Leaves. Yeah, and it's 15 on one. And I will say, I, there's definitely, I think this is a good scene. It's a good fight scene. Mm. But it's a massive difference between, say, even the fight in the kitchen and this one. And that's just because this is more polished. This is more Marvel, like, punch, kick, flip. We're going to dodge this slight light. And it still looks really good, but it's just different yeah. vibes. And they don't, like, it's, and it's not a case that they all, like, they they absolutely don't attack all 15 at once, but they don't do it one by one either. Like, she... It's three at a like, time, I think. Yeah, like, Natasha is fighting off numerous Black Widows at a time, and, like, she's holding her own for a good portion of that. Yeah, and, and like, she does get, like, beaten around the place, but she just keeps getting back up, and then she takes another t- two down with her, and then, like, yeah. another three will pile on. And so, eventually, the numbers game just plays out that she just can't overcome all of these Black Widows. But and, that's wild that she's able to do as many as she does. Which tells you how much she's advanced from the time yeah. that she was there. Um, exactly, yeah, because she's, as you say, fighting aliens and robots and whatever else comes her way. And so, uh, just when all hope looks lost, Sean, a grenade goes off that explodes the, the what did you call it? Uh, brain... The mind-fixing the mind fixing gas. Mind-fixing red gas, of course, as we all know from all of our favourite movies. Uh, mind-fixing red gas goes off. All the minds are fixed through the red gas. And Excellent. Beautiful. <laughs> the Black Widows are all like, oh shit, we shouldn't have been doing this. Oh man, yeah. You're pretty cool, yeah. ScarJo. <laughs> so- so they're like, she, Scarjo's like, oh, you get out of here. She downloads all of the details of all the widows active in the field. And, uh, and she says, resets her nose at the same time. Yeah, badass move. Yeah. Uh, and she also takes exactly two vials of the mind-fixing two. gas. Only needs two. Where? How are there two left? Where did she get it? I don't know. It makes no sense. They should have all blown The grenade up. went off. What, did it not all explode? Apparently not. Apparently not. Like, Apparently unless not. Unless they just kept one. Unless they, did Florence Pugh give her one? I don't know. But she Catherine, has two now anyway. And that's look, she has two. Let's not look into it too deep. Right? And so the place is all exploding. It's all falling apart. Um, it's all falling out of the sky as well. Um, mm. And Natasha comes across uh, Taskmaster's cell. Because the um, Melina flipped Taskmaster into the cell. Because they couldn't stop her but yeah. what they could do because she was kicking the shit out of Red Guardian but the idea is you put them, you put her in the cell and then she can't get out and you and let so, her explode again you let her explode again and so Natasha turns up and she's like I'm going to let you out and I know you're going to fight me but I'm going to let you out because it's the right thing to do and so yeah. she lets uh, Taskmaster out and um, they try to escape and the place is still falling and also at this point Florence Pugh Blows up um, Dragov's ship, but definitely should have killed herself, but doesn't. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought that was the implication that she was about to kill herself, but she just yeah, kind of so gets I. flung over the side, and then Natasha jumps after her with a parachute, and then catches her, and then they pull the parachute together. Which also, I think they're still too close to the exploding spaceship to pull yeah, a parachute there. I, I will say a lot of this stuff is debris is falling. Like, they yeah. are dead. Like, what a, a rock is going through that parachute at some stage, surely. A fucking steel panel is going through that parachute. Anything. Just, it would take, <laughs> like, maybe just a one-foot rock falling from that height. We'll go straight yeah. through that parachute, they're both dead. <laughs> Never yeah, even mind the fucking city that's currently collapsing around them. Um, yeah, exactly. And, you know, you, you do get the very cool bit of 
Taskmaster flying after Natasha yes. through the air and they're fighting on bits of debris that are falling I, off of the ship. I mean, look, it's a great set piece. It's, it makes it's no sense, but it's fucking great. <laughs> it's fucking class, though. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of those times where I was like, this is fucking great. The, whoever designed this and shot the way it's shot the way it's designed that the final battle really happens in mid-air like falling and them sliding from debris to debris trying to attack each other it's just a really mm. unique idea that's a bit different from what everything else we've seen yeah because like black widow isn't a super powered person like she's peak human but she can't fly she can't jump 40 feet like she's just she's very very good at what she is yeah um, and did you like the bit uh, where Taskmaster like uses the knife and she slices like all the glass as she's like sliding down? Yeah, it's just a cool idea. <laughs> it's a pretty cool, pretty cool idea. A lot of the Taskmaster knife stuff is the same as uh, the Winter Soldiers as well. Oh, yeah, and um, she used the Black Widow sequence as well earlier on. Yeah, um, when she was fighting Gar- Red Guardian. I the the bit I have here for the sky sequence is great slash dumb slash cool. Which I think we've covered. <laughs> yeah, and I think to be fair, I think that covers every Marvel movie, though. <laughs> it's great and it's dumb and it's cool. So There's, what can you that's, do? That's the triangle, and you have to pick two, and a yeah. movie can be any of those. <laughs> um, and so they um, they use the red mist on um, Taskmaster, and she basically just like this. Is, they land, and they're just fine. The land just, land. just fighting in some mud in a field. Just uh, And you know how it is when you fall 5,000 feet and you just land without a parachute. Don't eat. It was like four days ago that like Black Widow fell 50 feet and hit all of those steel poles on the way down. It's true. And so she now is able to fall five, 50 times that and still be fine. Didn't hit one steel pole. So uh, technically she could have fallen probably another 50 feet. Yeah, testament to the ibuprofen, I would say. <laughs> Very fucking strong ibuprofen. <laughs> um, and so, the, I mean, she should be a pancake, if we're honest here, on on the ground. Um, yeah. Oh, but, sorry, can I say as well, with Dragov exploding in the helicopter, yeah. all we saw basically was his glasses flying across the camera. Do you think he's definitely dead, or does it matter? I mean, I hope so. I mean, I don't know if he has the star power. Like, Ray Winston's a great character or actor, but, like, I don't know if that character has the drawing power for a sequel. <laughs> he's Yeah, he's not exactly Thanos, is he? No. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I you know what scene I really loved was when Yelena and Natasha are on the ground and they do the whistle, and then yeah. he's like, oh, we're both upside down. And they just had this really lovely scene that I wasn't expecting because I was watching this going, oh, that is a nice scene. And I was like, that's good to have that at the end here. Yeah, it's like at the end of this, they all acknowledge, well, more so Natasha acknowledges that like, that, no, they are my family. Um, and she says like, it was true for me too. Um, or yeah. It was real for me too, which about the life that they had. Yeah, which, which is, it validates Yelena's like childhood then as well. Yeah, and so then um, General Ross is here, and he's not too happy. He turns up with 900 cars all driving in unison. That's how you know they're evil. Um, the old convoy, yeah. And the old convoy. And um, Yelena gives her her jacket before she leaves. And she's like, you're going to need this. 
and all the black widows and everything all leave on a ship which I'm assuming is led by Yelena now like they're she's their new leader yeah I think that I think that, that, that that's what the, it was because like she they all looked to her basically at the end and she led them off with Red Guardian and with Rachel Weisz and Scarlett Johansson gives them uh, all of the widows and all of the like the remainder of the mind gas and just being like look synthesize this make more of it free everyone give everyone the choice yeah and then the movie ends with uh, two weeks later after that and um what was her friend's name again mason and uh, he gets her a jet and this is where this is the same jet that she has at infinity war that we see cap on so yes. um, that's, so that's like where how it came the, from that's where the movie ends and so then how did she uh, the, get away from Ross, by the way. There's, there's no way she's getting out of that field. Unless there's like another 700 foot drop somewhere else that she could survive. Because he's dead if that happens. It's, that's true. It's, it's, she can, she, only she can survive drops. She's got robotic I, I, legs. I guess she just ran in the other direction, maybe. <laughs> it's about 19 cars. <laughs> How is she going to ru- outrun them? And they're all in a row, though. So that's actually true. You only really have to outrun the first car. That's Yeah, because then they can't pass out because that would break convoy. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, also Taskmaster goes away with the widows as well. Yes, that is true. Um, because Taskmaster, like she's now had her brain reset. So, yeah. um, and so then we have one after credit scene that I want to talk about. That was um, you have Florence Pugh at the grave, um, and it, I think it's meant to be her mother's grave as well because there's the tree is there. Um, yeah, it's the, the same blossom? setup. Yeah, it's it's the blossom tree um and the 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 headstone under it, but it says a name this time. Yeah, and so uh Florence Pugh's at the grave and suddenly we have somebody sneezing beside her, blowing their nose, you think someone's crying. It's Valentina from Falcon of Winter Soldier fame. Sean What is the story here? Well this is the first time we were meant to see Valentina. True, that is correct. This was supposed to come out before Falcon and Winter Soldier, but Valentina uh, Allegra de Fontaine, uh, she shows up and is just like, oh, I'm just here to pay respects, uh, have a job for you. Thought you might like the chance to get back at your sister's killer. Um, Shows a picture of uh, mid-haircut Clint Barton, (laughs) I would say. True. And she's like, "You you 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 want to take a crack at him? Um, and Yelena is like yes very much so a um, couple of things about this scene one I like that Black Widow has a grave I think that's yeah. a, an interesting thing to have in this world um, <laughs> and like no and because like Tony Starks is like he was he's like ashes were sent into the lake at his house and things like that and Steve Rogers presumably is on the moon um, presumably but like the the other character that died now has a grave that like I want to say fans but like people who she saved come up and leave flowers and things like that which is really nice um, because the, the, the idea would be that like that would etch your identity forever so like when she joins the Black Widows they take her identity and she's just a number and so yeah. she spent her whole, whole life trying to be Natasha Robidov and so now she has an area in the whole planet that's that is Natasha Romanov's laying place. Like that is and her name is constantly there. 
And it says on her grave, it's like sister, daughter, Avenger. And that's yes. what she's remembered for. And that's great. I think that's a that's really a nice good like, character off. arc for, for, yeah, for a it person. Re- it really is. Now, Valentina seems to be setting up some kind of Thunderbolt, Stark Avengers style thing between... With US Agent and Yalia and the, all the Black Widows? Maybe, maybe like the likes of Abomination as well. I could see Taskmaster being involved. I, I think in Taskmaster will be involved as well, yeah. Yeah, so it's all these characters. Now, I think Black Widow probably might show up in Hawkeye more so and then join the mainline Avengers. I think um, Florence Pugh is meant to be the villain in Hawkeye. The villain, you say? I think, well, the antagonist, anyway. Right, well, then it could be a case of, uh, like, Clint Barton taking another Red Room alumni over to S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of I suppose, yeah, and then you make her Black Widow. Would you join, I think so. Would you join her up with the young Avengers that are probably setting up, or just the outright Avengers? Oh, millennial Avengers or real Avengers, who can say? Uh, I think I'd give her the outright Avengers. Um, yeah. I, I think Black Widow as a character works better with the mainline Avengers rather than... Because like, the young Avengers are like maybe like 17, 18 kind of deal. But, and I think it's a testament to Florence Pugh's acting in this that... We come out of this going, oh yeah, throw her into the main Avengers, not the, yeah. not the, not the young Avengers. Not the baby Avengers, no, 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 no. Because at going yeah. into this, I would have been like, oh, well, add her into the young Avengers. She's like Black Widow Jr. But it's like, no, no, she's her own character. Yeah, she's fully capable of taking on like that mantle. Okay, so Sean, that is the end of the film itself. Um, yeah. In terms of ideas, I have one big question that's really annoying me. Would this have better? Would this have been better as a show on Disney Plus? I don't know. I don't think so. Interesting. I, I think part of what makes this film good is that it's a film and you watch it in one sitting. I think, like, spread this out over six weeks and like forty-minute episodes. I think there'll be a lot of drag in it. Like, I know we're saying there's stuff that hasn't been expanded on, but for the most part, the film doesn't suffer because of it. Like, I don't want to watch a story about child trafficking when I'm watching a comic book movie. Uh, I don't want to watch, like, the synthesization process of the mind gas. Sometimes it's fine to just be like, and that's why we need this thing to go over here. Like, that's a fine thing for a plot sometimes. Okay, no, I I can understand that. I mean, I was just thinking to give it more time, but I can see both sides of it as well. That like we finally give Natasha her big thing that she That's finally gets another a thing. Yeah, like she she. It was nice that she she got her own solo movie after so many years. Poor Hawkeye, he is just getting that Disney Plus series. <laughs> and I hope he gets absolutely fucked by, like, like Yelena just shows up and kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, I hope so. I think that's him ending as Hawkeye anyway, isn't it? Yeah, I that think series. so. I think, yeah. But actually, I think he'd be one to come back, though, every so often. Like, just, just at in. the off chance. Um, I, okay, so in terms of pros and cons, I mean, mm-hmm. main pro for me, Florence Pugh, she's absolutely outstanding in the film um Scarlett yeah, Johansson is kind of cast in general yeah I think I think the cast in general Scarlett Johansson is like RDJ in that like she just falls back into this role like that's just her character so she doesn't yeah, really have she to work that yeah she is that, that character hard. like yeah um 
and the only issue is that she's kind of a side character in her own film, which is a bit of a, a bit of a weird one. Like even in her film, like it's all about the ensemble still, rather than herself. Kinda, yeah, but I also think it was kind of necessary because you're setting up the next Black Widow as well. Um, yeah, so they need to but be. I think equal. it's more of a it's more of a setup than it is her movie. Like it's. I think so. It's, it's a, a passing of the Elena. torch kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I there wasn't a lot of Red Guardian. I could have used more. I could have used more Red Guardian. Maybe I think that's a character that may, we will see again, though. Um, like I think he he's one that could crop up in Thunderbolts. Um, have him as like the Captain Boomerang style kind of rogue, really only cares about himself kind of kind of dude. Yeah. Um, so that that's one. I think in this movie, I think like the way he was written in terms of like comedy and stuff like that, I think that could wear very thin if we got too much Red Guardian. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Um, other than that, I mean, I thought yeah, cast was excellent. I thought. Um, I thought the direction was very good. I thought the script was... I mean, it was sharp in terms of dialogue, in terms of people... About, but as we mentioned, that a lot a lot of improv, a lot of good character work. That, yeah. Um, a bit of a tone shift from the start of the movie, which is very Jason Bourne, to probably Marvel film that kind of comes later on in the film. Yeah, it does very much end as a Marvel movie. Um, but other than that, I mean, do you have any negatives? Not a whole lot, really. Some of the CGI was maybe a little ropey in parts, but like it, it, most of the time, that was it, like it was on screen for a second, or like it didn't hurt it in any way. And the one um, thing about the, I thought the villain was a bit weak. Yeah, no, I didn't mind it. I thought the villain more so was the Red Room rather than uh, Drakov. If that makes yeah. sense. No, no, like, I didn't know the I, idea. Yeah, like he is very much like the puppet master, like the 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 the, the man behind the curtain in Wizard of Oz kind of a deal. Um, so it's it's really all about taking down the Red Room. Um, I mean, it's the first time we saw it, and now it's gone as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the re- it, uh, and it's not the fault of this movie. It's like it was just kind of thrown around as something that was occasionally mentioned in some Marvel movies, but never expanded upon. Then we saw it for fifteen minutes, and now it's presumably gone forever. I wouldn't even say fifteen minutes. I would have said was Florence Pugh. She just ran through it, though. I thought it was like maybe Pretty on much, screen yeah. for ten seconds. And we just yeah, they were just practicing spinning around with guns in a room. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's a problem with all Marvel films that the, probably the the villains aren't as strong as all the characters that we like in it. But that's just that's not a problem for this film. That's just that's just the thing that happens for all of them. So that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, I would say I think it's a film that, in terms of premise, you could have gone many different ways, even especially to Budapest or something like that. But for what they did, I think the cast themselves and the the chemistry, like they just carry it. That they just make it a lot. I think with different people in those roles, it could have been a lot worse. But it was yes. Like I think it could have been a slog if it was different people. Yeah, because if the cast wasn't entertaining to watch in this, it's it would be very a very by the numbers kind of movie. Um, and even like if this had had been made, say after uh, Age of Ultron, 
you probably wouldn't have the likes of David Harbour and Florence Pugh in it because they wouldn't have been as big at the time. Yeah, and, and I think the idea is that um, David Harbour and Florence Pugh are probably two absolute, like, a gold mine that they hired the two of them. Because can you imagine the Florence Pugh character being played by someone that wasn't that likeable? Like, that no. was just. Like, that's a very annoying character, if so. Yeah, yeah, play it wrong. That character grates on you. Especially like. David Harbour as well. Like, we all like David Harbour, but, like, if that character is done with somebody else, you're like, oh, fuck this guy. He's a dickhead. If that was, yeah, if that was Jared Leto was Red Guard. <laughs> oh, Jared! <laughs> Bring oh. Jared! Imagine that was Jared, and I'm trying to think of so. See, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, we'll offend uh, Jared all day. Jared, uh, Christian Stewart? Is that... That's the lady from Twilight. Yeah, she, yeah, she seems nice. But but she seems nice and she seems good, but I don't think she'd be good for the role that Florence Pugh plays in this. Right, okay. Whereas, but, like, I think Florence Pugh has a level of... I mean, when she's talking to Natasha, it's like you're ta- like she doesn't take her seriously. Like, she's just, like, rolling her eyes at everything her yeah. big sister does. Like, you're not that fucking good. Like, I can yeah, do that you can, too. Yeah, you can hear the eye roll in her voice most of the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, how many Weetabix out of Weetabix are we giving it? I'm, I inst- instead of Weetabix, I'm going to give it a full heaped bowl of Comrade Crunch. <laughs> and to be communist, I will have equally the same amount <laughs> of cereal. Glory. Glory to Russia. <laughs> You both have blood seeping from your ledgers. I'm so proud. <laughs> the, uh, no, I really liked it. Everyone, like, go to the cinema if you want and if it's safe and if you're comfortable with that. It is on Disney Plus as well, so you can yeah. watch it in your own home. You watch it on your phone. Watch it on uh, a train where you're socially distanced from people. Do whatever you want. Uh, will I take us out, Connor? Yeah, please. Thanks, <laughs> please stop both. talking about trains. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks everyone Disney, for listening. Sorry, do Disney not get you in to promote the app and what you can get it on? You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on a, on a train. <laughs> Tablets. Uh, oh, you can probably watch it in like a demo of a TV store. Uh, on your PS1. On your iPad. Oh, on your, on your iPad Nano. <laughs> I, Apple Watch while you're driving. Do it. Uh, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to this episode uh, of Movie Mondays it's not usually a review show but it's nice to review a movie when it comes out we'll be back on Wednesday we'll be doing Weird News Friday with Hero or Zero and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays uh, just to be aware we are recording this on Sunday as well so if a major trailer drops tomorrow we'll get to it I mean uh, it's a movie review though so movie I mean, this movie only came out like two days ago yeah this is the big news um, so uh, also shout out to all of our patrons everyone who supports us over on Patreon patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast you get movie reviews and talks about the Loki show also running on Disney Plus at the minute um, and special thank you goes out to Connor I don't mean to alarm you but I think someone might be listening to these private conversations that we oh, have no. oh no <laughs> <laughs> thank you also to Kira Lawler David Clark Ed Ball Joe Heroes for Hire is brought to you by the Nightwing movie Lil Dicky's Big Adventure coming to a post-virtual cloudaplex. We're all looking forward to it. Well, look, can't wait. Can't wait. Roshin Shrodoshin Halley, Ryan Wrighttime Evanson, Sean Heroes Don't Do That Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, 
Anna, Maureen has the fry on Helmroos. Little Dicky, I don't know what a spice bag is, but I want to try it, McGrew. It's, you don't. Lil, you, you, you want to. It's your so insides, good. Your insides thank you for not. Oh, it'll just... be ripped out of you, but my God, you'll be happy. Uh, <laughs> thank you also goes to Danny McLaughlin, Ray, and it's worth it just to have a different name said each episode. Everybody get up singing. Five will make you get down now. Kind regards, Luke. <laughs> Fair so enough. Luke, Luke, Luke testifies it's a, it's, it's a great service. Mm. Great reviews if you want to take advantage of that. If you want to get Other an idiot to read out a name every week. You did, all you have to do is become a You painter. came to the wrong show, because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Got, gotcha. Got uh, <laughs> you can also follow us on all the socials. Twitter, at Here's for Hire Pod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Dillman's Discussion Group. Instagram is Here's for Hire Podcast. But the most important thing you can ever do to help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.